References. They are more than just a first and last name with a contact phone number for someone you know. In fact, who you put down could keep you down instead of following your plan to move up. Starting out or starting over. Advice to reach your career goals. This is In Motion. Gail Rubin-Kunish has worked as a career counselor with clients to help them land their first job, improve their career with a new opportunity, or transition into a new career path. Gail, in previous podcasts, we've been discussing resumes and what people should or shouldn't include. The last area we haven't covered, references. What are references and why should they matter? References are people in your life that can speak to your work ethic, practices, and to some degree, your character. The people you choose for a reference matter because they will represent you to others. They will speak on your ability to be a good employee to your new boss and a good coworker to fellow employees. Our inspirational quote for the day comes from former First Lady Barbara Bush, who recently passed away. Never lose sight of the fact that the most important yardstick of your success will be how you treat other people, your family, friends, and co-workers, and even strangers you meet along the way. While your treatment and actions at your previous job may not seem like they should have bearing on your new one, they will. What your former employers and former co-workers tell about you is as important as the way they say it. With that said, how many names should you have as a standard then? This sounds like a very important choice. So who's a good choice and who is a bad choice for this role of reference? The rule of thumb is three professional references and three personal references. So traditionally, you provide an employer or potential employer three references, and they should all be professional. But if an employer asks for personal references as well, then you would have to add an additional three, equaling six. Okay, well, when should a job seeker present references? Do you do that all the time? A job seeker should present references at the interview, not before. You can allude to references on the resume by including the line available upon request or references available upon request, but never include them as part of the resume. Okay, so if a resume is just used to apply, you don't have to attach references unless it asks for it, right? If it says specifically? That is correct. If you're filling out an online application and they ask you for your references, of course you want to comply. Now, you can't just randomly pick these three people. They have to be notified ahead of time, I would think. That is a good rule of thumb, yes. Okay, so confirm all of the people that you're going to list for references. Make sure you've got three professional, three personal. So can the professional and personal be the same, or it's best to have them be different? They need to be different. So, for instance, let's say um, you work with someone at your church. That would be a personal character reference. It's a valid reference, but you would want to classify that as a personal reference. I think that leads into the next question then, Gail. What do you do if you're a younger candidate? You don't have a lot of experience to draw from and not a lot of people for your references. You just mentioned church. Church, volunteer work, absolute goldmine for references. Get out into your community and volunteer. 
from volunteer work. People will get a feel for your character. They'll get a feel for your work ethic. And they provide excellent references. That does a lot for people that don't have a lot of work history, that don't have a lot to draw from. But what about people that have good work history, but they've been out of the workforce for a while? Maybe they're finally returning to it. Where should they draw their references from? Again, whatever volunteer work they've done in the past, their church, their civic organizations, it doesn't have to be a specific type of organization. If they sat or organized on a charity for their children at their school, or they were involved in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, those are all valid sources for references. And probably much better than the reference you had from 10 years ago. Correct. Okay, well, I think we've covered just about everything they should know. Is, is there anything you'd like to add? No, just get out there, market yourself, and get your references. Include names, addresses, telephone numbers, the number of years you've known the reference, and email addresses at this time, because some employers choose not to call, but rather to email their references. Okay. Well, we've covered all the field of what you need to know for references. I think we've touched on everything. I could not think of one more thing to add to that except for, well, now, wait a minute. If you've got bad work history, what if you had an employer that wasn't so great and you're heading into your new employer? Do you put them down as a reference? Do not put them down as a reference. If someone cannot speak positively and favorably about you, do not include them as a reference. All right. Thank you, Gail. This has been In Motion with Gail Rubin Kunish. If you have a question for Gail you'd like answered on the podcast, we can do that. Contact her at the inspirationgroupconsulting.com website or email her directly at the inspirationgroupconsulting at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us.